In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm part of the clergy team here at the cathedral. It is so good to be uh, with you in God's house today. It's so good to be in this sacred place with you. In uh, 2015, a few years ago, I spent some time at a Neshota House Theological Seminary in Wisconsin, a grad school, completing uh, a certificate of Anglican studies. And if you've uh, ever seen pictures of this seminary in, in the Midwest, it's a, uh, well, it sort of looks like a monastery, really. And actually, a lot of the students um, wear cassocks, these black cassocks, uh, usually all day. I, I don't quite know why, but sort of, it looks like you're, you're with a bunch of monks, basically. And, um, and this is further uh, brought home to you because in the morning you gather together as a school and you pray the uh, morning office together, and then you stay for Eucharist every day, and then you go to breakfast together, you eat lunch together, you do classes, and then at the, in the evening, late afternoon, you get back together and you sing evening prayer, write one, the these and thous. It feels like you're at a monastery, Right? So it was quite surprising one morning in class when Father Habig uh, brought a little CD player or whatever in, in front of the class, and, and um, he said, I, I want to play a song for you. It, it, it was a song, get this, it was a song by John Legend. <laughs> so in this Catholic-type institution pop artist John Legend is going to sing us a song, first day of class. And to make it even more awkward, he explains, Father Habig, that, well, see, John Legend wrote this song to his wife. It's a song between lovers, Father Habig said. Now, all the seminarians and their cassocks were just squirming around in the class, you know. He presses play, and all of a sudden, these are the words that we hear. I know you've heard this song. John Legend sings, all of me loves all of you. Love your curves, love your edges, all your perfect imperfections. Give your all to me, I'll give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning. Even when I lose, I'm winning because I get you all, all of me, and you give me all of you. All of me loves all of you. We're squirming in the class. Look up at Father Habig. He's got his hands, his head in his hands, and he's weeping. And then he went on to explain, this is how God feels about each of us. All of me, God says, all of me loves all of you. He said he was sitting on an airplane when he first heard this song, and even there he couldn't hold back the tears. I wondered this morning, did you know that God felt that way about you? Did you know that God feels that way about you? All of me, God says, loves all of you. The question I want to ask this morning is, okay, if that's true, how do we get in on God's love? How do we get in on this intense, intimate expression of God's love? I, I can't help but think of Jesus' words in John 6, 
at their intensity and their intimacy, at their comprehensiveness, when he says basically, take me, my flesh, all of me into you, all of you, and do it in an intimate way. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. It's almost as awkward as being in a seminary class and hearing a song between two lovers. It's that intense, that intimate. How do we get in on this? I think that Jesus answers the question this morning in the gospel reading. So take your scripture, it's in the bulletin, follow along with me now, John chapter 6, 51 and following. Let's find out, how do we get in on this love of God? All of me loves all of you. How do we get in on it? We just prayed in the collect, God help us receive, thankfully, the fruits of Christ's redeeming work. That was in our collect for the day. Help us thankfully receive the fruits of His redeeming work. Today's topic, God's intense and intimate self-giving love. And our theme is how we receive it, how we get it. Three words will guide our study of the passage in front of you. They are flesh, faith, and family. Flesh, faith, and family. All three things that describe how we get in on the love of God. First, it's a flesh thing. Look at the opening of the passage, John 6. This may surprise you. Getting in on God's love is not what you might call a spiritual enterprise. That is to say, in the words we're about to read again from Jesus, you don't see him saying, sit quietly in a yoga pose and meditate on God. That's how you get, on, get in on God's flesh, on, on the love of God. Neither does Jesus say, at least here, perhaps it is elsewhere in Scripture, but Jesus doesn't say here, uh, open a book and think really hard about God's love for you. No, he says in the opening verse, he says this, I am the living bread, bread, material, physical thing. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is what? My, let's say it together, it is my feels weird just saying that word, doesn't it? (laughs) It is my flesh. My flesh, Jesus says. Now look, here in John 6, before the death of Jesus, and in John's story, Jesus obviously hasn't died yet, it seems pretty clear that the flesh Jesus is talking about and John is writing about is that same flesh that John wrote about in chapter 1 that we say in Christmas time. And the word became what? flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, but here's what you got to know. St. John, as a gospel writer, he likes to add layers of meaning. All through his gospel, he's, he's known as the symbolic gospel writer. He takes things that could have one meaning and he loads them symbolically. So when Jesus says flesh, at first we think, oh yeah, we got it. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Christmas time, incarnation. But St. John is known as a symbolic gospel writer, and so perhaps there's another layer. No doubt, later on, after Jesus had died and Christians heard these words or read these words, they didn't just think Jesus' flesh at his birth, but they also thought Jesus' flesh at his death, right? 
Okay, let's add a third layer, perhaps, to John's reading. It's not just my flesh means Christmas. My flesh means Easter on the cross. We read these words today, and I I would find it hard to believe if any of you, knowing anything about Christianity at, at all, didn't read these words and think, oh yeah, that's what we do at Eucharist. Take and eat. Take and drink, right? It's like Jesus is saying it to us right now. We're celebrating Holy Eucharist. That's what it is. So that's the third layer, perhaps. Three layers. Christ's flesh at the incarnation. Christ's flesh on the cross. Christ's flesh in the Eucharist. Here's the point. When God says, all of me loves all of you, he means it, and he shows it to us with his physical presence on this earth. Y'all, we could have touched him. Christ the Lord. We could have taken a picture of God in the flesh on this earth. Christians really believe that. One of my history professors used to say, if you want to know the history of the world, you just follow the story of money. You just follow, follow the money wherever it goes, nationally, internationally, business, personal lives. History is a story about money. Now, I don't know what that says about the human race, but I'll tell you this much. If you want to know the story of Christianity, you follow the flesh of God. That is to say, follow the story of Jesus. His flesh comes down from heaven at the incarnation. His flesh is given for us on the cross. And now we hold his flesh in our hands and we partake of it every Sunday together. It's like God with us so that he could be in us, so that he could change us. That's the story of Christianity. It's a fleshy thing. Getting in on the love of God is not sitting quietly and meditating. It's some kind of physical thing, taking him into ourselves. Now, look, um, you come here this morning and you've got financial problems or you've got uh, some kind of relationship conflict from this past week with your family or at school or at work, or you've got an illness in your mind or in your body, you've recently lost a loved one, you're fighting an addiction. Friends, all of these things are physical realities for you, are they not? And so aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that when you bring your physical self to church today with all that mess, physical mess, that God shows you his intense and intimate, self-giving, comprehensive love in a physical way. This is my bread. This is, bread is my body. This wine is my blood. All of me, God says, loves all of you. It's a fleshy thing. Here's the second word guiding our study in John 6. It's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. Getting in on God's love requires faith. Only faith, taking Christ at his words, will allow us to receive it. So it's not just sitting around his flesh, it requires faith. When we read here about those who rejected Jesus' claims, look down at the second verse in the passage. When we read, the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? We see that it's scandalous. If you're scandalized every Sunday by the notion that the, the bread and the wine 
that in the bread and the wine, Jesus Christ is really present. If you're scandalized by that notion, then you would be in good company. The Jews are scandalized by it here. What, what John is doing, though, is that all through his gospel, there's a group of those who do not believe Jesus. They, they don't have faith. And therefore, in John's gospel, if you don't have faith, you can't understand. Faith comes first, and then understanding. Belief, trust, that comes first, and then you know. Do you see how that works? I can think of a lot of examples. Nicodemus is one. Chapter 3, a few chapters before, Jesus says something similar um, to the, eat my flesh. He says, you must be born again. And Nicodemus, because he didn't have faith, didn't understand it. So he says, Jesus, are you saying that I've got to get back into my mother's womb? Remember that? Getting in on the love of God. Whether you're new to the faith this morning or you've been a Christian for a long time, it never changes. The same rule applies. It starts with faith, and then you understand. It starts with faith, and then you understand. God is asking us, do you trust me? Do you take me at my word? Jesus says, my flesh is given for the life of the world. So getting in on God's love is a fleshy thing. It's a faith thing. There's no way around this point. Being a Christian, believing Christian doctrine, is not just difficult. Friends, it is impossible. That is what the Scriptures teach. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. It's impossible because we can't generate faith on our own. God has to give us the gift of faith. It's not just hard to be a Christian. It's impossible apart from the miracle of God pushing faith inside of us and calling us to repentance. Faith, nobody gets around it. It's scandalous to believe. It's hard to believe. It's a mystery. God's love, all of me loves all of you. It's a fleshy thing. It's a faith thing. Almost starts to make sense, doesn't it, that when you come to the table, you hear the priest say just before, take this gift in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him, feed on him, feed on him by faith with thanksgiving. That's what Dean Kidd will say in a few moments. Let me close with this point. It's not just a fleshy thing and a family thing that gets you in on the love of God. It, it, I mean, a, a faith thing. It is a family thing. It's a family ordeal. It's a family ordeal. Look down near the end of the passage. Find the part where Jesus says, starts to talk about the Father. He says, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. When I read these words, I'm struck by the connections. If you're, if you're drawing a little line from Father, Son, Spirit to us and back again, you can see we're all connected. Jesus says, I'm connected to the Father Father's connected to me. You're connected to me if you eat my flesh and drink my blood. And therefore, we're connected to the Father too. We are in on the love of God. One way that uh, Christians in the East, Eastern Orthodox Christians talk about faith, they, 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 they describe it as participating, get this, in the life of God. Participating in the life of God. The Father, the Son, the Spirit have this life going on amongst them. This love going on amongst them. And as we believe and obey, we participate in that life that they've already got going on. 
participating in the life of God. It's a family thing to get in on God's love. All of me loves all of you. A few months ago, Mindy and Daphne, uh, Mindy, my wife, Daphne, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, we were uh, in the kitchen, I believe it was, together. And um, as moms and dads do occasionally, uh, Mindy and I were smooching in front of her. Now listen, Daphne is not old enough to say, that's disgusting, mom and dad. In fact, quite the opposite. We look down and at our feet, as we're smooching, Daphne has her hands up like this. You know, I want to be picked up. I want to be a part of it. So we pick her up and um, she leans in She puckers up, and she pushes our head, all three of us, together. And what we inaugurated that day, we've now come to call the Bales Group Smooch. (laughs) Are we not, right now, in Holy Eucharist, in this grand cathedral, Are we not given the chance, like Daphne, to get in on the intense and intimate love of God the Father for God the Son, God the Son for God the Father, and both of them for God the Spirit? Friends, this is the invitation every week. Get in on the love of God. My prayer for us today that As we celebrate this ancient, sacred mystery of Holy Communion, that God would grant us the faith to experience His love right now in new and fresh and powerful ways. So to that end, my prayer even further is that when you take the body of Christ in your hands today and when you take the chalice that you would hear the God of heaven and earth singing to you. All of me, God says, all of me loves all of you. All of your curves, all of your edges, all of your perfect imperfections, all of me loves all of you. Amen.